0: Yes, and how many roads must a man walk
1: down before you call him a man? The answer, my friend, is blowing in the wind. The answer is blowing in the wind. You know what else is blowing in the wind? Farts. Yeah. Uh, yes. That is the exact answer I was looking for. Sound waves? Sound waves would also be appropriate. Lots of things blow in the wind, <laughs> as you will discover throughout life. <laughs> and life is one of the things we talk about here on American Brews and, and tunes. tunes. Here's a theme song. You know it's not a mean song. It's a good song. Just as it should song. American Brews and Tunes. shibbity beam a Yippee! Welcome to episode 52 of American Brews and 52. 52 There's 52 weeks in a year, right? Wow. Yeah. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. My name is correct. Stephen Johnston. And my name is Jesse Titus. And this is a fun one-off episode. It sure is. As we do pretty much every other episode, I think, right? Yeah, yeah, every other week. Yeah, our regularly programmed episodes are generally where I recommend a album for Jesse to listen to, and he does the same for me, and then we come back and talk about it. But on these fun one-off episodes, we talk about one album that we quite like, or maybe one album that someone's recommended, or just yeah. one random album. Yeah, and we try um, one beer.
0: We do take recommendations for albums to listen to. Yeah, so let so us know. So if you're out there and you're like. They really need to listen to this album.
1: Yeah, just hit us up on all the social medias. Just look up American Brews and Tunes, or you can go to our website, BrewsandTunesPodcast.com, or you can send us an email at Tunes at gmail.com. Is that what it is? That's I what think it is. so, yeah. 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 <laughs> Anyways, this week we're listening to such a heavy album, a great heavy it album sure by the metal, punk, political band Propagandy yeah. from Canada. What a great band. Is it Propagandi or Propagandi? I always said it was Propagandi, but I've heard them and multiple other people say Propagandi. Okay. But, you know, you can say whatever you want, though. Yeah, why not pronounce it I normally are... say
0: Propagandi anyway.
1: I usually say Propagandi because that's what I've just read it as, but I, I believe it is Propagandi. Okay. Uh, but we're going to review their latest album, Victory Lap. Victory Lap. It's a victory, in my opinion. It is a quite the victory. And it runs laps around my musical love. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a great album. And if, if you guys remember correctly, we did review one of their albums. Well, Jesse reviewed one of their albums yes. a while ago that I'd recommended. Uh, supporting Cast. Supporting Cast. What a great album. That is that is also a very good album, yeah. yeah. So this is two albums after that and it just came out last year. Yes, 2017. 2017. What a great album. It really is. Um, we'll come back and talk about that album in just a few minutes, but in the meantime, we're going to talk about the beer we're about to try. Oh, oh! Uh, we figured since it's a heavy, heavy band, we'll have a heavy beer. That's a great idea. Isn't that a good idea? Yeah. And I just happened to have this beer aging for the past almost three years. Ooh. Uh, it's the Bell's Expedition Stout. I have never had this before. It is heavy, clocking in at 10.5%. Yes. So it's a doozy. And it's, like I said, it's a crawler, so it's we got a quite a bit to split.
0: Yeah, so that's why we're using our nice... ...Octoberfest glasses.
1: Yeah. And did I... Did you look this up on Untapped? Were you yes, looking it up? Yes, I did. All right, why don't you uh, see if you can find a description on there and read it while I pour these beers for us, since we only have one can to pour. Okay, let me see
0: if I can find something. There's the crickety crack. Uh, let's see. It says... It's a stout Russian Imperial. Uh, vintage of Expedition stout. Let's see. One of the earliest examples of the Russian Imperial stout in the United States... Exped- <laughs> Expedition Stout offers immensely complex, complex flavors crafted specially with vintage aging in mind, as its profile will continue to mature and develop over the years. A huge malt body is matched to a heady blend of chocolate, dark fruits, and other aromas. Oh, Intensely bitter in its early months, the flavors will slowly meld and grow in depth as the beer ages
1: oh and
0: this has aged for almost three years that sounds really interesting also how did they uh how did they test that how how do they did they test did they they like make a a beer and like age it for five years themselves before they it? trial and error
1: i guess i'm not really sure who
0: knows that's kind of interesting
1: so you know it sounds like a delicious beer and since it's three years old, as they say, it gets better when aged, or mellows, I yeah, suppose. So, mellows
0: out, and the flavors
1: are supposed to meld together. Yeah. As I poured these beers, they foamed up quite a bit. They sure did. I was uh, a little startled, actually. I poured them very gently, and I figured... Yeah, you were handling it like you would handle a little puppy. I've had beers that I've aged for a while, and generally when you open them, they're less, they're carbonated, less carbonated. And yeah. they have less of a head, and they're usually smoother. So this has surprised me a little bit. Yeah, well... Yeah. We'll see what happens. Shall we shall we give him a clink and give him a try?
0: Yeah, why not why don't we? Yeah.
1: For all of you who uh, are imbibing, raise your beers. If you're not imbibing, raise your water or, or any of the beverages. Just raise your hand. Or yeah, if you don't have anything, raise or, your hand.
0: Quick, hurry, grab a, a glass.
1: Yeah, you can even raise a glass with air.
0: We'll wait two seconds.
1: Or you know what? If you don't want to raise your hand and, and shot with us, you don't have to. You do you. Jim yeah. from North Dakota. <laughs> all right, here we go. As we always say on American Brews and Tunes. delicious it's boozy kind of off the bat i don't think the booziness is masked but i also get hit with this sweetness and mm. the sweetness kind of stays but then the roastiness really overpowers it. yeah it kind of goes
0: from like a boozy flavor right at the beginning and then you get hit with like a chocolatey sweetness mm-hmm. and then like the roasty maltese come through the maltese end. come
1: through and they linger till they linger it's they still, it's still I, it's lingering, lingering in my mouth so I'm expecting to have this uh, this phenomenon this, this in, taste in your mouth, for, in my mouth for, the for the rest of the, of the podcast. Yeah, well, at, least, at least the rest of the episode. We'll see. Yeah, so maybe cr- not. For this is a good beer. Night. It, it has aged well.
0: I'm going to check it in on Untapped. Yeah, I've I've had
1: this one fresh, five. and I've now had it aged, and I've liked it quite a bit both ways. You? When did you have it fresh last? Um, whenever I bought this. Oh really? Because <laughs> I bought this from craft brewed. I bought I think a a single bottle of the regular, and then I. Got a crowler of this, which we're now yeah. drinking, at the same exact time. Hmm. Uh, it was around the time that Bell's reopened their distribution in the south to Nashville, oh. and I was really excited, so I bought a bunch of Bell's stuff at the same time. It was closed at one point. Yeah, they didn't distribute here for a while. Huh. Bell's That's didn't, weird. and there's a couple other breweries that didn't. But I wonder why not? I don't know. I mean, I wonder why. Who knows? But what it matters is they're here. Yep, they're here now,
0: and hopefully they're here to They're stay.
1: here, and they're beer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Good one. I thought so. Well, like always, if as the boar... <laughs> as the boar... Like always... As the boar... As the beer oh, warms bang, up, if our f- taste buds interpret the flavors a little differently... A bit differently. We'll let you know. There'll be an in- a-, a break. Yeah, we'll let you You'll know. You'll hear the sound. Here, <laughs> update. Yes. Fun side note that has absolutely nothing to do with any of this. Yeah. Uh, Jesse and I were at a, a wedding recently for one of our buddies, and there was a Polaroid camera, and I took a picture, yeah. and I started shaking it, and he's like, don't shake it, don't shake it. And I was like, what? The photographer like, was telling me not to shake a Polaroid. I was like, what are you talking about? And he's like, you're <laughs> never supposed to do that. Yeah. I was like, but outcast.
0: But outcast. <laughs> you know, they told us shake to shake it,
1: it. Shake, sh- 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 shake, shake it, shake it, shake it like a Polaroid picture. <laughs> So what made you think of that uh, when you're going, you're going, it made me think of this one song that goes, oh yeah, which isn't an outcast song, but it, but it reminded you of outcasts for some reason that doesn't make sense to me. I made that connection. Interesting. Back to the good stuff though. Let's talk about propaganda. Let's do it. Or propaganda, whatever you want to say. Victory lap. Like we said, this album came out in 2017. Um... I remember when I first caught news that they were recording, I was super excited. Yeah. Uh, they don't release music super regularly. It's always many years in between when they, they put out an album. Yeah. And Jess and I were watching a movie, and I got this no- notification on my phone that Propagandy had released a new song. It was a title track, Victory Lap. Nice. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, yeah, check this out. <laughs> uh, and the song was good. I wasn't like super blown away at first, but then yeah. I listened to it more and more and got pretty stoked. Yeah. And then me and, and Becca were going to a Tyler Hilton concert. He's he's like more of an acoustic kind of poppy singer. Yeah, he's pretty good. Um, and she got a VIP, and I didn't want to pay for a VIP, so I was like, "You do the VIP, I'll get a regular. I'll meet you in there." Yeah. Um. So I was sitting in the parking lot, just perusing the punk forums and stuff. Yeah. And I saw that they released uh the video for their ne- then new song "Failed Imagineer." Yeah. And upon halfway through listening, I was like, "This is the greatest! I'm pre-ordering <laughs> the album." So I copied it, and I sent you you, the link. I was like, check this out. Yeah, after you
0: showed showed me that, I listened to it like 20 times.
1: You replied very quickly, saying, this is awesome. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, from that moment, I was super stoked for the album to come out, so we just had to wait for it. Pre-ordered the vinyl whenever that was available. It was pretty cool, too, because the vinyl came with a little slip disc, or what do you call it? A flexi disc. Flexi disc, yep. Yeah, with just one other song. a bonus song on it. Yeah. But uh, I quite like this. It's, It's up there among my favorite Propaganda albums. It's pretty consistent the whole way through. Yeah, um, like many of our one offs, Jesse probably won't be giving any rating system. No, I won't. And unlike many of our one offs, I also will not be giving a rating system. Yep. just because I didn't have the time or didn't <laughs> care. Yeah, no, I'm because just it's not that
0: you didn't have the time, but you're just
1: like they're all great. They're all great. I will, however, give my recommendations. I've got three recommendations and an honorable mention. Okay, having said that, they're all worth listening to, and this album's is a ripper from front to back. Yes. Um, so let's start where we always start. At the at beginning, the, beginning. <laughs> the very first song is the title track "Victory Lap," yep. and I recommended it. Okay, nice. Um, Main, well, for one, it was the first song I heard off of this album, so that's yeah, that means something, I and guess. It's just right? A, it's a just a good song. It is. It's definitely general. not a punk song. It leans more on the metal side because it's yeah. got that riff at the beginning. And it just kind of it's just it's a head banging like raging song. Yeah, and it's metal riffy, but it's. I, I don't I'm fairly certain it's in response to some of the stuff going on in America today yeah um like they're talking about the wall like yeah they're saying when when everything goes bad um where's let me read this um faces palmed faces paled as the wall they said would make them great could not be scaled so like when you're yeah. trying to leave the u s to get somewhere else there's a wall there <laughs> um but it just kind of talks about like a lot of the the crazy things going on in in society right now that are A little too hard to believe, but apparently not. Yeah, yeah. By it's victory a, lap, what do you think he means? Like a f- faux victory lap? Like everyone thinks it's the greatest, but it's yeah, not possibly, a real victory lap. Because like victory lap, victory if you think about last, like NASCAR, the final thing that happens.
0: Yeah, well, if you think about like a NASCAR race, whoever wins takes a victory lap by themselves yeah. or something like that. So it's so maybe that's also it. They're taking a the victory lap by
1: themselves. Yeah. Or maybe this is like, maybe they're they're fairly easy to read, and that they're not a Trump supporting band. Yeah, maybe they're saying Trump's having his victory lap while we try to yeah s- figure out the craziness. Yep, he's could ha- be he's, he's having his victory could lap be. by himself. But either way, it's it's a crazy song, and I guess we had said this uh, another little disclaimer here. We had said this during the last propaganda uh, review. They're extraordinarily political. Yeah, um, very left leaning. Um, yeah, if you don't agree with their stance, that's fine. You don't have to we're not uh, we're not a political podcast. No. Nope. Um so like, you know, don't get mad at us for what we say. We're we're not trying to cause any controversy. Propaganda probably is. They're they're all for yeah. confrontation and yeah. and what We're just reviewing an album that we really like. Um if you disagree with it, that's fine. Listen to it, or don't listen, it a listen to it anyway. Um there are some curse words on this album if you, if that's the thing you don't like. If you're also offended by that. Yeah. yeah. Um, Propaganda can be a very offensive band if you don't like what they're saying. I think they stand for a lot of good things, but yeah, just know do. that they're an extraordinarily left-leaning political rock band. Yep. Um, now, moving on to track number two, Comply Resist, I also recommend. Oh, nice. And it's another political song. It is, very
0: very much so. It is, it's a really interesting song, though.
1: It really is. It's a... Uh, a response and a critique of this article that this guy—I can't remember his first name. Last name is, is Hitchens. They say it yep. in the song. Yep. He wrote this op-ed piece in a newspaper or some mm-hmm. type of periodical yeah. about Columbus Day and yep. about how uh, the American Indians or the indigenous people should not be mad that we did the things that all we that did. Stuff. Yeah. He's like, just that's how society is. So you know, it's, it's all hi- for your good. history. That's how unfolds. history's been made. Yeah. Yeah um in, in, in one line of the propaganda song he says welcome to a slightly higher plane yeah and that's a direct quote from the the actual a slightly like higher, higher i don't know plane if you've read his op-ed no i haven't it's it's worth reading because it's just interesting but it's the very first stanza of this song is is saying in 1992 this guy wrote an op-ed um and if you'll permit me the conceit of a posthumous critique because the writer's now dead, I'll paraphrase. Yeah. And the rest of the song is him paraphrasing it just to point out how ridiculous it is. Right, yeah.
0: Because, like, there Let's see, what are some of the other lyrics that are, like,
1: pretty good? I mean, there's a lot um, of lyrics. But he also he also um, ties in together the Native Americans in Columbus with, today, cops and African Americans and the crazy yeah. stuff there. Like, like, literally, the chorus is comply, resist... Uh, no difference, resist, comply, you die. Yeah. So it's there's there's a lot of ties to some problems that are much more recent than more, the yeah, recent. the Native Americans in Columbus.
0: He says like stuff like this paradise, Eden, empire, kingdom, this boundless epoch we've bestowed upon your savage, empty lands. Yep. And even so talks either. about
1: a little bit later, opportunity for your trampled communities. Yeah. Saying like, we're here, we may have ruined your communities, but we brought so much opportunity for you, so you should thank us. Yeah. Interesting, huh? Pretty crazy, yeah. There's a lot of sides on the Columbus Day stuff, but it's it's another take for you. Yeah. Uh, moving on to track number three. Track number three, which is called "Cop Just Out of Frame." Cop just out of frame. Yeah. What did uh, you got? Anything to say about this one? Um, other, you, th- other than the fact that it's good. Do you know what he's referencing? No. Essentially, um, I d- uh, I was gonna say I don't remember the guy's name, but he says it in the song. It's Kwangduk. Uh, I don't know if I am I pronouncing that correctly yeah that's the monk that burned himself alive oh so right, that's what that right. first line means if i thought it would help i would immolate myself and immolate i believe that's when you burn yourself yeah. in yeah. protest um and this song talks about how he has this fire burning but he if, if he did like everything he believed in and if he like and he's talked about this in an interview chris hannah the guitar player and singer yeah. and writer if yep. he like fought like with intensity for everything that he believed he would like be in jail or like be dead or dead yeah, yeah. Probably. so he's saying that's just like i don't I'm, I'm kind of failing a little bit so it's a self-critique on themselves a little bit at the same yeah. time as as trying to to put a flame in your heart for for rebellion or something that's
0: yeah that
1: you believe is justice yeah. they've always been a band that's that's able to self-critique at the same time yeah that's they're pretty cool self-realized they're self-aware yeah they're intense they are they're super intense um shall we move on yes to track number four which is called when all your fears collide and this is the first song sung by bass player todd kowalski yes kowalski 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 Kowalski? i believe it's kowalski you decide i think it's kowalski but you never know kowalski yeah he's a good bass player phenomenal bass player
0: um it's really funny how they all this is kind of a side track but it's really funny how they all wear just like wear like normal clothes
1: yeah, they don't they don't wear flashy stuff. Yeah, we saw at all. them
0: we saw them in concert. Uh, did we already mention that?
1: I don't think we have.
0: No. Yeah, we saw them in concert in Nashville, which is strange, right? Like they don't normally tour in the South.
1: Yeah, to Nashville.
0: Yeah. Um, but anyway, whenever since since we're talking about Kowalski right now, Todd, right? Todd. Yeah. He was. It was just really funny to see him because he had just had like shorts on, like Asics running shoes, and just <laughs> he, like a t shirt. <laughs> he might have been barefoot. No, he wasn't. Was he? Okay, yeah. But he Chris, was... Chris Hannah had on those, like, toe shoes. Oh, yeah. Those weird little toe boots. Yeah, they were just
1: wearing, like, normal clothes. It was nothing yeah. like... I was like, nice. Everyday guys. And then they all came up and, like, shook hands with people at, at the end of the show. Yeah. They were like, thanks for coming out, guys. Yeah. Thanks about, for coming out. I was talking to the, with them uh, about hockey for a minute there. Yeah. About uh, Crosby and the and yep. then, uh, the Jets and everything. Yeah. But they're, uh, they're not... Was he a Maple Leafs fan? Is that what he said? I guess so. Yeah. Anyways, anything else to say about this song? Do you like this song? I, yeah, I, I Fierce, like all the when songs. One fears collide?
0: Yeah, I'm recommending the whole album. Fair enough. But.
1: All right. I'll move on to track number five, which is called Letters to a Young Anus. Yep. So this is <laughs> this is
0: the song self-critiquing as well, kind of.
1: Kind of, for sure. It, but it's also critical of society. Yeah. Um, in, in the very first line kind of gives the whole thing away it's uh be careful how much, be you, re- much you reveal <laughs> yes be careful how much you reveal yeah because everything's on record um and if you say a dissenting opinion you're gonna be ostracized for it yeah and no one will forget um, but it's I, I like this song a lot yeah it's fast I think so too, it's yeah. awesome it starts off awesome it's like you said fast and In the past couple good, songs weren't like message. fast punk songs so this one kind of Took it back to the punk feel yeah. a little bit more, but then the next song takes it away from the punk feel a little bit. Yeah, it does. Um, this is called... this
0: was an interesting song. Whenever I, whenever I first heard this song, I was like, oh, it's different, very different. Track number six, which
1: is called "Lower Order (Parentheses): A Good Laugh." Yep, I almost recommended, but I didn't.
0: If I were to choose recommendations, I would recommend this one.
1: I thought about it because I really think it's good, and it starts off like a crazy raging rager of a song. Yeah, and then. Cuts out and it's like the softest song on the record. Yeah, you're like, what the heck is like this? Clean,
0: clean guitar, like barely overdriven.
1: Yeah, so coming in right at the middle of the album, that's probably why they did that. Yeah. I think it's the end of side A. Is it? If I'm not mistaken, so it probably is. We got the record here. Do you want to look at the the track listing for each side? Yeah, it doesn't have it on it, does it? Does it not? It doesn't. But I, I'm just gonna say it's probably the end of track uh, one. I, I'm just gonna go to them and say it's the end of tr- of side A. Okay. Um, so it's a good way to end the side. And it's a song about hunting and about animal cruelty and why he doesn't consume meat or hunt. Uh, it's very autobiographical. Wouldn't you say so? Yeah. I mean...
0: Oh, you mean in terms of the lyrics and how the song goes?
1: It's straight a story from his past. Yeah, it literally he is. talks about his first hunting trip when he was five well, or six. hunting trip was kind a handful. Must have been about five, five or six. An essential rite of passage. And he <laughs> he essentially just sits there and talks about how when he was a little kid he was taken on a hunting trip because that's what you do in Canada or whatever. Yeah, um, not just Canada, a lot of places. A lot it. of places. That's what you do. Uh, and how he was kind of horrified by everything that went on. And
0: uh, yeah, like one of the lines he says, "They laughed as I cried and stroked his blood-soaked, iridescent quills." Yeah. So, so like he's looking he at like a dead animal, about, it about a dead, and dead animal, animal. And
1: whoever he was with, they're like, "Ha ha ha ha!" They're outspoken vegans. We've uh, yeah. We talked about that on the last episode when we talked about that one song where he eats the person yeah. as a reference to to eating factory farmed foods. Yeah, yeah. But later on in the song, he talks about animals and like how you could be so cruel. And the song's um, a little ironic. He's not saying like that the things are what they are. But here's here's the line that I I really like: "Stupid chick on the conveyor belt, staring at her severed foot." Stupid pig despairing at the sight of his companion on a hook. You ever see that stupid cow chasing the truck that drove off with her calf? Stupid lower order, always good for a, lo- a good laugh. Yeah. And so he's kind of just pointing out the fact that it might not be the most human thing to kill animals. Yeah. And I am not a vegetarian or a vegan. I consume meat. Yeah. Um, but I can... S- I see that there is definitely a problem with, like, the factory farming and the... Yeah, and I mean... I don't know. I don't know.
0: If, do you think he would have a problem if, if if all like the animals were raised like free free range and like locally sourced and stuff? I like think that, so. I think he's
1: would. based on on my understanding and my guess. I would assume that he's saying the murder of a, he would call it the murder of another creature for your uh, benefit because I, I he wouldn't say survival because you can survive on other things. Um, the for your own benefit or enjoyment uh, yeah. is not
0: right. You could argue.
1: You could argue that you're killing plants as well you could
0: those are living things you could
1: but there's also factory farming for for plants uh yeah. if you have these major farms that are only planting one crop and destroying um, ecosystems yeah, displacing yeah. animals and causing death there's there's a lot of bad things on both sides but but um i'm all for ethical treatment of animals and not yeah. for keeping a million chickens cooped up in one cage you've yeah, seen videos of that where they're too fat and they break their legs yeah, yours,
0: either they're too fat or they just get sick, yeah. and then they have to like feed a whole bunch of antibiotics to
1: every single one. Yeah, and that's just then this we're is, eating antibiotic yeah, injected meat. meat. So it's, it's it's crazy, and that's how you get your one dollar uh, yeah. fifty piece chicken McNuggets.
0: Yep, pretty much.
1: Uh, but it, it is what it is. It's 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 a part of society. I don't foresee it going away anytime soon. Yeah, there um, would have to be a huge upheaval of how yeah. let us know what you agri- guys think about the agricultural you... system works for that to yeah. take effect. Let us know what you guys think about meat, vegetarianism, factory farming. If you're for it, if you're against it, just let us know. It'd be cool to hear from you guys because <laughs> no one ever reaches out to us. <laughs> just tell us anything, please. gosh all right should we move on yeah let's move on to the
0: best song on the album
1: all right one of of the best we're moving on to track number seven which is called failed imagineer and it's my last recommendation i do have an honorable mention oh um, but this is my last recommendation like i said this was the song that got me 100 percent on board for the album made me super excited Um, it's a very fast song and it's about sitting down and talking to An older man. An older man, his own grandfather. Who was in, which war was it? I think World War II, because they talk about U-boats, which would have been uh, the Germans. So he talks to both grandfathers on his his mom and his dad's side about being in the war. And one of them, well, actually, both of them kind of sit there in their, like, sadness, but don't really do anything about it. And he's just trying to say, like, it's okay, you know he's he's like don't don't be alarmed by your old man's tears hey old man it's okay every dog has its day sit down with me let's have a drink yeah So he's just saying that what do you think he's trying to say i think he's trying to say that oh it's so difficult hey old man it's It's okay okay. that there are horrors of war that affect everybody like it like the the family of the men on that u-boat who he killed their families are affected his grandfather who was the one who killed them was affected You know, who witnessed horrors. Yeah. So it's like uh, I don't know if he's trying to comfort them or if he's saying we should talk to people who have seen horrors. Maybe I don't know what he's trying to say. Yeah. But I I'm I think that's a a big thing because PTSD is is uh, very serious. Is is intense. Yeah. I would assume. I've never experienced it, but
0: um, yeah. One of the lines he says is, uh, "I've been thinking about you. I've been meaning to tell you. Sit down with me. Let's have a drink." So I guess just starting a conversation. Not bottling emotions up and whatnot,
1: because yeah. that can be bad. It can yes. cause violence or depression, yeah. which can cause violence on yourself. Just the bad yeah. stuff. Talk to people.
0: Yeah, so it's like a really heavy subject that's concealed in the super fast, awesome. happy sounding—not really happy sounding, but it's major more, sounding, more major yeah. than minor. But yeah,
1: yeah. Um, onto the next song, which is called "Call yeah. Before You Dig." Yeah, it's it's one of my lesser favorite songs on the record but it's about uh pipeline that they dug in canada oh in canada uh, specifically okay. yeah and how they uncovered some artifacts that were destroyed or something like that oh really yeah Um uh, wow. bison bones or something something crazy it's, it's a good yeah. song but it's uh not my favorite
0: um that could uh connect also to that one pipeline in what was it north dakota yeah displacing going the, uh, over sacred land yeah
1: or whatever yeah that caused people. one of the dakotas no one talks about that anymore though it kind of disappears yeah, it's, it's it's crazy now yeah
0: old news man Yeah, that's the problem with social media uh, yeah news gets recycled like every single day
1: or thrown out every everyone single forgets day. yeah moving on to track number what is this nine mm-hmm. this song is called Negretto. Negretto. um do you know what that means no tell it's me. it's a process in alchemy Oh. which I believe things are, are burned and darkened to, okay. to create new stuff, perhaps yeah. gold. I don't know. Um, but that's that's what that <laughs> is, like this, the destruct- kind of destruction through burning almost. Yeah, that kind of makes sense
0: with the, what, what this song's about then as well. And this is the
1: second and last song sung by Todd Kowalski. Yep. And I'm not sure about the first song. It might be, but definitely this song is about the death of his father. Oh really. Uh and you mm. can kind of see he's talking about someone facing their like last breath and like moving yeah. like dying in this song. It talks about it. So it's a yeah. more personal song again. Yep. Um but it's it's uh slower but still heavy at the same time.
0: Yeah. Th- this was one of the songs whenever I first heard it I was like, "Oh no, I don't really like this song." It, but then it feels like really kept listening, different to like it. Like a
1: slower metal, yeah, sludgy song. Yeah, but well, as I, not sludgy, that's a bad descriptor.
0: Yeah. But as I kept listening to it, I definitely it definitely grew on me.
1: A squeezing my favorite, hands
0: of fate. Our my favorite line is the
1: uh one of those last um in the one of the last stanzas where he says, Have you ever seen someone wasting away? Yeah. First by choice, then after it's too late, they des- or they decide they want to come back to life, but they're, they're drowning. drowning at sea. Yeah. So unless you see them coming so up for endless. air, then go under forever.
0: Yeah. Sad. The squeezing hands of fate. Yeah. So it brings in mortality and uh how we seize the day.
1: Yeah. You know, moving Good on song. to track number 10, which is called I yes. I'm going to butcher this. It's it's a uh Latin word in flagrante delicto. In flagrante delicto. Yeah. I know. guess is what it is. Um but the very first line of the song is French. Yeah. Oui. 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 The song is about um about oh. um mortal pleasures and how they're fleeting. Okay, yeah. Um, I believe it's pretty uh, sexualized at the beginning in their references. Uh, the The French thing is talks about a little death, mm-hmm. and it is what you think it is. Mort. Yeah, a little death, like dying, a little death, like in the medieval sense. Oh, yeah. Uh, and the very le, it, it touches upon it pretty, pretty, pretty on the nose if you actually read it. Yeah. Um, but it uh, talks about how at the end you're you're kind of left empty and not really caring, and mm-hmm. they they kind of compare that to animals. Uh, it's it, it's kind of a deep song about a simple subject. Yeah, it's like a deep song about like the um, like the throwing away of sex. Almost, I really don't know. It 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 gets almost tough to interpret. I gotta sit sit with these lyrics more because I've yeah. I've read them a bunch of times and yeah. and I always think something different every time I read them.
0: But it's intense. Yeah, I would have to look up what all these French phrases mean. Yeah,
1: moving on to yeah. the penultimate track, track eleven, which is called Tartuffe. Mm, love um, this song. This Tartuffe is the name of a musical by the playwright uh, Moliere. Yep, and Tartuffe m- translates mm. roughly to um, hypocrite or something along those lines. Oh, okay, and so that's why they're they're talking here about like the the men who go to concerts and mosh pits who are all like. Fans of propaganda and like like pro feminists and like all these things, but then shove all the girls to the back and the sides. That's what yeah. they're the first line is single moms to the front, deadbeat dads to the rear. Yeah, um, and I love how he says, um, he he like laughs. He's like, "Ha, male privilege is frantically checked?" Question mark. Okay, go sit through less talk. Yeah, and less talk is their second album where they're like really bashing um, masculinity and like like toxic masculinity oh, as, really? as some other people. Um, say, I've actually learned that phrase from the podcast. Uh, My favorite murder, toxic masculinity. Yeah, when there's like dudes who are like, 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 filled with rage and like hate women. They always yeah. call that toxic masculinity. Okay, It's a, a nice way to phrase it. Yeah, yeah. Because
0: you don't want tox. You don't want toxicity. No, you don't want that in your life.
1: No, it's like it's a toxin. You got to <laughs> purge the <laughs> toxins, bro. Even though go on a cleanse diet. Even though we're, juice. Even though we're drinking a toxin. Yeah. Uh, well. Alcohol, yeah, alcohol is a toxin. There are some uh, benefits to alcohol. True. I don't know much of the way of benefits to beer, other than it tastes delicious, but uh, there are benefits (laughs) to wine. Um, Yeah, antioxidants. Like a four to six glass of red wine a night is good for the heart. Four to eight. Four to six ounces. Yes, not...
0: You just said four to six (laughs) glass of red wine. Oh, um, I I apologize. Four to six ounces. (laughs) Yeah. Four to six glasses is a bad idea. Do not do that.
1: Four to six ounces, a small serving of wine is good for the heart. Yeah. I don't really know about liquor. I'm sure that's not that great for you. Probably not too much good for you about that, but maybe it'll kill some. It also tastes good, though. It'll kill some uh, viruses, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> maybe. Or maybe it'll kill your immune system and make you more susceptible to viruses. Possibly, yeah. Yeah, but well, that's that's a good song. I like that song. Yeah, it is really great. Moving on to the we came in a rock. The last track, which is called "Adventures in Zucosis," and this, this is my honorable a, mention.
0: This would this, I would have recommended this one. This or I am.
1: This song has a different feel, also to it. It does. And it's got this really long, slow intro where he's playing some clips from Trump. Yep. Some very famous clips that I'm sure if you paid attention to the uh, uh, the campaign and, campaign and the election, they definitely came back you've up. you definitely heard these. Very uh, controversial stuff. Um, but the rest of the song talks about how we're kind of slaves to society. We're willing slaves yeah. because that's just the way it is and you subscribe to it. And so, essentially, he compares that to zookosis, which, do you know what zookosis is? No, I was wondering about that. It's a term for animals, like, how animals act in captivity and how they repeat things. They act a little more downtrodden. They're they're submissive. So, that's what zookosis is. So, he's comparing those, like, zoo animals, like, how we live, being submissive to the ways of how society is. Like, just going along with it. Going with the flow. We're trapped. We're in our cage. So, I like... One of the
0: lines, uh, kind of, it's kind of the bridge, um, where he kind of talks about this this idea of zucosis and talks about um, comparing us to animals um, in terms of how we are how we are in society. Um, he says, "I'm excited to see what our keepers have planned." So I think keepers being like the government, pretty much, perhaps a bigger cage, longer chains. Some compelling novel reasons to remain. So I I really like that line because I feel like that's in reference to, like materialism and
1: novel reasons to stay to stay in the cage, in our chains or society. Something new to distract us. Something new, like ooh, the newest TV is out, or the new yeah, the newest iPhone is out. Everybody, look at that!
0: Distract yourselves from
1: what's really happening. Yeah, but in the song, he's talking to his kids, uh, saying, saying. Mm -hmm. This is where I I am, and I've resigned to it, and it's unfortunate. Because he says, says, says,
0: Dad, are we going to die? Yes, son, both you and I, but maybe not today.
1: But maybe not today. He says, boys, I've bowed to the keeper's whip for so damn long. I think the sad truth is this enclosure is where your old man belongs. But you, your hearts are pure. And he talks about how they can get out and maybe have a different life, maybe break free from the the constraints. But yeah, I think that's a, a great song and a great way to close the album. Yeah. And I do want them to keep making music. I so think it would be great for them to do that. But on the chance that they didn't, this would be a great song to end their career on. Yeah, would I would think not? so too. Um, there was an interview with
0: Chris Hanna where he was talking about how he didn't like really like touring anymore.
1: Really? Yeah.
0: I think it was with uh, It was some interview podcast up was in Was it Canada. the one I sent you? Maybe.
1: I, th- I think I know what you're talking about.
0: Um but, yeah, I, I agree with you, though. I hope that I hope they keep touring, because that show was really good. Oh, they're so Nashville. good live, yeah. It was really cool, too, because it was at that really small venue. Mm-hmm. So it just felt more personal. We were, like, right up right up against the stage. It was a dope show, yo. Dope show, yo. Yep. Dope show, yo. Yep. Um, but, anyway, I would definitely recommend listening to this album. And if you don't like curses or political
1: songs, try to listen with an open mind. And if you can't listen with an open mind... Just then listen to something else. You'll be okay.
0: Sing la di do da yeah. You'll be okay if you don't listen
1: to us. You don't have to, but... Yeah. I think we would, recommend it, though. We recommend it, yeah. You might like it.
0: Try, Try to, it. You might like it. And that's what this
1: podcast is all about, is expanding your musical horizons. Maybe listening yes. to something you would have never listened to before. Speaking of that,
0: what's in store for next week that will be expanding your musical horizons? <laughs> My
1: horizons are being tested destroyed <laughs> I've been listening to this this crazy album by um, animal collective and a bunch of animals they are yeah collectively they're all animals and they're just destroying my will line in a coma line in a coma was the You of taking over Line in a Coma? No. Line in a Coma. When I was looking up this album to listen Lion to it, I did see some of their most popular songs, and I saw one that I knew from you. "Florida, Floridata. I was like, oh, I like that song. Why couldn't you have recommended that album? Because <laughs> I haven't listened to that one as much. Oh, fair enough. But uh, yeah, so uh, next week we'll be back to our regular. Uh, format where we each have our own album to review and we each have our own beer to try like jesse said i'm listening to meriwether pavilion meriwether post pavilion Pavilion, i'm sorry meriwether post pavilion by by animal collective Collective. and you are listening to a shipwreck in the sand by silverstein okay yep and uh that's it for this week if you guys enjoyed
0: share it with whoever you want to yeah your grandmother your uncle your brother sister nephew Niece. Your elementary your school dog. teacher? I guess your cat if you want to share it with your cat. Your goldfish? Goldfish. Good call. Gerbil? Yep. Your imaginary friend, Phil. Phil? Yeah. Your uh neighbors? Neighbors, yep. Uh it
1: online for people you don't know? Share it with all the trees in your yard? Just to think about it. Yeah. Share it with share it with yourself. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's uh anything else to say about the beer? Has it uh, um, warmed up? As it's warmed up, it's just gotten better. It's the flavors are more pronounced now, and I agree. It's it kind of is their flavors are the, less
0: separated than they were at the beginning. Yeah,
1: too. I don't think the roastiness kicks in nearly as hard because I'm used to it. Um, yeah, still good, good though. So let's uh, let's finish our beers and sign off. Sounds like a plan. She she be be <laughs>
0: Once
1: again, my name is Stephen Johnston, and my name is Jesse. It is. And this is American Brews and Tunes Cheers! Here's a theme song You know it's not a mean song It's a good song Just as it should song American Brews and Tunes shibbity it, a